So this morning, for those of you that are remembering our rhythm, is a relational skill morning. It's your favourite mornings, right? Because you get to talk to each other. Um, and if you were here last time, we did relational circuits and we talked about how when our relational circuits dim, we become uh, closed off to loving God and loving others. And that's our whole point, right, is to love God and love others. So we kept you a little bit in suspense and made you feel a little un uneasy by suggesting that the, the cure to that was returning to joy. And we mentioned two minutes, which really put a lot of you into a little bit of a tears. But today we're going to talk about what joy really is and share with each other your experience of joy so that we can have a context when we say how we move from dimmed relational circuits to joy. So let's have a look to remind ourselves what the definition of our relational... Oh, I went too far. God created us with circuits in our brain that when they are working, keep us relationally connected with each other and with God, even in stressful situations. Our relational circuits dim or turn off when a situation exceeds our ability to stay relationally connected. I found um, this verse that I, these verses in Exodus this week that I was going to put up as an example, and I am going to put up as an example of relational circuits being off. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Now, I'm sure some of us can relate to feeling it sort of sounds to me a little like preteen emotions here, right? Like, ah, oh, I blame you and I would rather die. <laughs> That's how they felt. And yet it was slavery that they were talking about, right? They're looking back fondly at slavery <laughs> where they were like, Jesus, I mean, God, get us out of here, right? But then this week I had, I think I got up to five conversations with people that used this word. They said, I am overwhelmed, and this might be something that you relate even more to with relational circuits being dimmed. And I, I had to look it up to see how do people really describe overwhelmed. And it says to be completely submerged or drowned by your thoughts and emotions about all of life's current problems to the point where you lack productivity and feel frozen or paralyzed. Like that sounds pretty relational circuits off, right? And, and that is the word that came up this week. And I... As a pastor, as someone who's checking in to see how people are doing, I just believe we need more than ever this skill of being able to return to joy so that we don't get stuck in this overwhelmed place. I, I want to pray just right now because Norbert called this morning saying they weren't going to make it because he's in a lot of pain. So I wanted to pray for Norbert. And I also just wanted to pray for those of you in this room that used maybe this word this week. Maybe not with me, maybe not even out loud, but it was the word that was going across your brain as you dealt with um, everything that was happening in your life. And then, of course, this week was crazy in the news, right? Like it was so overwhelming to hear the senseless loss of, loss of life in Maine and the continuing problems in the Middle East. It just, it is, it's overwhelming. So let's just pray before we move on from this point. Jesus, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for the peace that comes with your presence. Thank you for the joy that comes with your presence. I want to just pray for Norbert and Jane today. I pray for Norbert and his pain, that you will take that pain away and give him some comfort this morning um, and be with them. I pray for our other people that are online or at home dealing with sickness and things that are going on in their lives and in their families. I pray.
pray for our community here in this room. Um, this sense of overwhelm, this sense of drowning, this sense of being isolated. Lord, step into the, those moments. Set in, step into these people's lives and the situations they're dealing with and remind them that you are happy to be there with them and that your peace and comfort is available to them in those moments. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of, of salvation, the gift of your life and your death on the cross. Thank you that as we sung this morning, it allows us to give our all to you and trust you with it, to be whole, to be complete, to be safe. Just pray these things in your name. Amen. So we're talking about coming back from these negative emotions, right? So here we go. Joy. When I feel when I know someone is happy to be with me, the joy of meeting with God face to face is recognizing that he is happy to be with us. This is one of those great things, and Tom's talked about this a lot in the last year, where the Bible gives us a truth, and now brain science is backing it up, right? We want joy as our fuel. We want joy. Our brain just desires this sense of joy, and it comes from knowing that we are surrounded by people and by a God that is happy to be with us, and that we see in people's faces that love and that desire to be with us, even when we're re relationally shut down. All right, so that's what we're going to be exploring together today. So the first type of joy that we're going to talk together from is, oh, before we go to that, joy is a relational emotion. And this was in the book that we've been studying as a staff on this, and I just thought this was very interesting. I recover from negative emotions when I allow myself to feel the emotion, share the emotion, and then quiet the emotion back to joy. And I highlighted that share the emotion because today as we talk about relational emotions and talk about joy, I find that sharing a negative emotion with people is like the hardest thing to do, right? Especially when our relational circuits are shut down. So keep that in mind as you talk and share stories today because we're going to share joy stories. And I think part of that is getting used to sharing the negative places we've been and then moving into the positive places we've been as a community. So this, the first thing we're going to talk about with each other is the joy that comes with God's presence. So we're going to spend some time when we turn around to each other in a minute, and we're going to talk about where did you experience God's presence this week? Because he was there. He was with you this week. He was happy to be with you no matter what. We shared at uh, Bible study on Friday, we went around and we shared uh, where we had experienced God's presence that week. And it was amazing because every person's story was different, but it covered all the things that we see. God in creation, God's provision, God in our families, God in circumstances that were out of our control. So as we look at, uh, at this thought of joy being God's presence, we go back to the Psalms and we go to David, King David, and this is a Psalm about King David. Surely you have granted him unending blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. You make known, and this is again David still writing a Psalm 16, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with the joy in your presence, with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So turn around into small groups where you are and we're going to stay in these groups because we have a couple more parts of joy to discuss and as a starting point today I want you to share 
if you manage to um, have a sense of God's presence this week in a situation, if you don't, that's fine. We have a rule here where you're allowed to not share and just pass and listen to everyone's stories. But one thing I'd like you to keep in mind is, as you share, do you believe that God was glad to be with you this week in your negative emotions or in a time where you may, not have, you may have had your relational circuits shut down? Clear as mud? Okay. Go. <laughs> Okay, how are we doing there in the groups? I know that there's probably still more to talk about, but I'm going to let you talk again in just a minute, all right? So if you've still got uh, present stories to share, you can come back to that. But now we're just going to look at joy that comes in the morning. And this is joy that comes as emotional relief after hard times, all right? It might be sickness to healing, it might be confession of sin to forgiveness. David, again, in the Psalms, you know, says, restore to me the joy of my salvation or of your salvation, of your forgiveness, when he's confessing in in Psalm 51. It may be when we cry out to God and then he answers us. It's sorrow and sighing fleeing and gladness and joy overtaking that. And the verses here, again, I, I just, the Psalms are just so rich, aren't they? They just have so many great reminders of language that we can use when we we pray. And this Psalm 30, I think, is a great example of this uh, joy that comes in the morning. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me up out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from growing down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord. You, his faithful people, praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And then further down in the psalm, same psalm, Psalm 30. Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. So we know that tragedy and hard times aren't God's will, but they happen in life, right? And we go through seasons of hard times and darkness, but he promises that he will carry us through it and bring us into this season of joy that comes in the morning. So I thought it would be great now, if, and everyone may not have a story they want to share, but maybe if a couple of people in the group have a story where they experience that joy of being brought from a hard time into, into dancing and and singing and being clothed with joy because I think the more we share our joy stories and the more we give praises, as the psalm said, and not be silent, then it helps encourage people who are going through a hard time that there will be joy that comes in the morning. And this is also connected to our spiritual practice of memories of gratitude and appreciation, right, where we can look back and see times where God has brought us through. Sometimes we can't see the joy yet and we need a reminder that God was there and has been there in the past and brings us into a season of joy. So that's your next topic of discussion. It says, share a time that you experience the joy that comes in the morning. That is a transition from a hard or difficult season to a time of joy. And how did God work in that? Like, did he use people? Did he use scripture? Did he use time of solitude? What, what was it that he worked to help you move through that, that, that season? Go. Mackenzie's giving me the thumbs up. I love it. So then now we're going to, the last part of this is 
joy with notwithstanding sorrow or joy that we can experience without being affected by sorrow or that goes alongside and is present during those times. This is like our New Testament joy, right? This is Jesus has come. Um, he started his life being heralded by an angel, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, before too many of you say, wasn't the first one, joy comes with God's presence and now this is joy <laughs> with Jesus? Yes, it's not redundant. It's, it's a repeat because we need to be reminded that it's because we have God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit with us. And then Jesus modelled for us this joy notwithstanding sorrow as he headed towards the cross. And uh, Hebrews 12.2 is like a favourite verse I know of a lot of people here, and I know it's one of Tom's favourite verses. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. As he went towards that sacrificial death for us, he knew he was going to be with, with God, that, that joy was holding him through that whole time. It's the joy we have as we know we can be with Jesus, with God, in the presence of them, because he closed that gap, right? He reconciled us to God. He brought heaven to earth and the joy that comes with heaven to earth. So this is our, our joy that we can experience as we walk through life's pain and sorrow but continue to be in connection with God and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. And the benefits of this joy is that we can feel no condemnation. We know we have this secure relationship, that definition of peace that we talked about a few weeks ago, that wholeness, the completeness, the safety. Um, we can be our own selves. We don't need to put on the happy face that says, I'm okay, you know, when things aren't okay, because we know that people that we love are with us and happy to be with us, and God is happy to be with us when we're in those negative emotions. And it is the, the antidote to that overwhelm, right? Like, when we know that the Lord is near, we can tackle anything that comes with that. I've heard a few people share about quiet times or times in the Word and how even though you bring that overwhelm to Jesus' feet, he says, it's okay, I'm right here with you. And I love um, Philippians 4, when David taught on this back when, must have been, well, gosh, it was at the Trumbull building, so it may be a year ago, it was like a light bulb went off because I've always seen this verse, right? We always say this verse to people. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. But sandwiched between that and four, which is rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all is those great four words. The Lord is near. Like that is why we can follow the command to, to be rejoiced rejoicing and joyful always it's why we can ex um, show the fruit of the spirit right uh, to people of joy is because we have the holy spirit in us we have jesus near we have him uh you know advocating for us in front of in front of god so the last part that we're going to talk about is can you name someone who is glad to be with you in these sorrow and negative emotions as that will bring you joy so that you can feel joy or help you return to joy um, alongside the stuff that we deal with, the overwhelm, the uh, feeling, you know, our relational circuits shut down. And have you experienced this? 
if you have, maybe you might want to share like what that felt like to feel a sense of joy alongside dealing with this sorrow that may or pain or hard times. It does sound similar to what we were talking about before, but we were talking about transitioning out of that and into joy. This is where we experience joy at the same time as as the hard stuff in life. But I really would like you to think about who is it that you have in your life that you know you can come. And remember at the beginning I said we feel the emotion, we share the emotion, and then we return to joy. Who are the people that you know their faces light up, they're happy to be with you no matter what you're going through and that you're able to share that burden with them um, in your negative emotions? So last, last little time to talk, go. How are you doing? How are we doing out there? You're done with all your joy? <laughs> done with the joy stories. <laughs> well, I, I just feel like there's been some great conversation and I hope that this week, as you enter into God's presence or as you look for his presence as you go through that, you'll have this picture of him smiling and being happy to be with you, right? And that that is the joy that comes from knowing that he's happy to be with you no matter what's going on. I wanted to finish by, you know, it's the, this, I get so intimidated having to, translate what we're learning to you guys because I think I, I'm learning this as we're going so you know but uh, the books that we are reading at the moment on some of this stuff it's the guys who have studied this brain science wise and then brought it around with the theology to match just are able to capture things so well so I wanted to finish by just reading this about joy as we go into our week when we are the sparkle in someone's eyes their face lights up with a smile when they see us we feel joy from the moment we are born, joy shapes the chemistry, structure, and growth of our brain. Joy lays the foundation for how well we will handle relationships, emotions, pain, and pleasure throughout our lifetime. Joy creates an identity that is stable and consistent over time. Joy gives us the freedom to share our hearts with God and others. Expressing our joyful identity creates space for others to belong. Joy gives us the freedom to live without masks because in spite of our weaknesses, we know we are loved. We are not afraid of our vulnerabilities or exposure. Joy gives us the freedom from fear to live from the heart Jesus gave us. We discover increasing delight in becoming the people God knew we could be. So let me pray for you this week. Jesus, thank you for uh, the gift of joy. Thank you that it is about becoming more like you and becoming the people that you designed us to be. Just pray as we go into this week that we will enjoy your presence, that we will uh, seek your presence, Lord, in what we do, and that we will know that you are happy to be with us, and that we will also seek out community and not be um, isolated or um, in that place of trying to carry the overwhelm by ourselves. Just thank you so much for this community that you've gifted us with here at Crossroads. Just pray these things in your name.